0: Hey, Tommy. Hey, Amanda. So to kick off 2024, I have a question for you. What do the Barbie movie and Saltburn have in common?
1: Uh, I don't know. They sound very far apart.
0: They're not because pregnant Barbie clearly has a bathtub kink. Do you know what we're going to be talking about today?
1: I do now, uh, unfortunately. Uh, is it Saltburn?
0: It is Saltburn, and that's what we're talking about today.
1: On Can We Talk About...
2: Thank you. I'm sorry I don't know your name. I'm, uh, I'm Felix. Oliver. Oliver. Yeah. Oliver. <laughs> Oliver, I love you. I, lo- yeah. I love you. I love you. I love you. Seriously. Thank you so much, mate. So kind. You're a fucking lifesaver, really.
0: Hey, Tommy. Hey, Amanda. Man, it's been a while. It's been a year.
1: It's been, it's, we haven't spoken since last year, technically. We haven't. Yeah.
0: And it is our first episode of 2024. And yeah. surprise, surprise, folks, it's because Amanda was sick.
1: Are you, you, you're not 100% better, right? No, I'm not. No, okay. I'm not.
0: Still. Uh, but you know what? We just talked about this. There's no way that 2024 can be as bad as 2023 was for me. Mm-hmm. So. We are positive. I'm ignoring Mm -hmm. that I'm sick. Yes. And we figured why not kick off the first episode of 2024 with so far the biggest. I know it came out in 2023, but so far the most talked about movie of 2024. Saltburn. Yeah. It's
1: I went in completely cold. I don't know if you did, too. Did you know anything about this going in? Sure did. Okay. I knew nothing about this movie coming in. Which was I, I like doing that. Like I feel like I, I have it's one of those things where like my my curiosity gets the best of me a lot, and I will jump ahead and try to find out information about a movie and then work myself backwards. This is movie this is a movie where I somehow avoided all the TikTok memes and people talking about it and everything that came about. All I knew, was that there was was a scene or scenes? I think I think it was like I was led to believe it was like one scene that was like like a rough quote unquote like disgusting or something that was making people talk, but there was no additional details about it. Okay, that's that's, that's as fair. cold as I went in, and I'm right. I was happy I went in cold because I because I'm sort of discovering what the hell the movie's about as I go, which was which was fun, but.
0: Okay, so I will say I did not have that experience. Okay. So because of this podcast, I find myself on film and television, TikTok, a
2: lot. Mm -hmm.
0: And Saltburn was uh, shown at the Telluride Festival in August. Mm -hmm. So I had started to see clips and people talking about it and all this kind of stuff from August. Yeah. Then November, it was released in the UK. And then it hit Prime Video um, on the twenty second of December, a month exactly a month later. So it okay. was like twenty second of November was the UK and US film release. Yeah. And then a month later to Amazon Prime. So I I okay. From a lady standpoint, <laughs> Jacob Alordi from have you watched Euphoria yet?
1: No, I haven't.
0: Okay, so I have I love Euphoria, uh-huh. yeah, loved him in Euphoria. Acting skills through the freaking roof for this kid, and then I had been seeing a lot of clips of him playing Elvis in the new Priscilla movie. Oh, that's okay. all about Elvis from Priscilla's standpoint, and I was like, Yo, this kid okay. is hot as fuck. <laughs> Where is this little boy coming from? Then I started to see clips from this movie. And I okay. think that I went into this movie a, with a different idea of how it was going to turn out.
1: Okay. What, what, I very what did much you knew. Expect it to be.
0: Okay, so I very much knew that it was some juxtaposition between uh, Barry Keegan and, and Jacob Ballorty. Yeah. And their characters, uh, Oliver and Felix. Mm-hmm. I very much knew it was something with that. I thought it was going to be more relationship between them.
2: Okay. It,
0: I, I knew that it was uh, like a... I didn't expect the modern day Cruel Intentions, if that makes sense. That's what this felt like to me.
2: Yeah, okay. Very
0: much so modern day Cruel Intentions. Love that it's set in 2006. But my my initial thing was like, okay, this is the story of a not so rich kid with a rich guy and this rich guy is like super hot. And maybe they have this summer fling that like leads to some, I don't know, some embarrassment, some shame and like one of them dies. That's literally what I thought this movie was going to be. I was wrong. (laughs) I was wrong. Yeah. And we just, I mean, since then we've got some, some awards that they've won for this movie that we can get to later. Okay. But, uh, you know, there's... Overall, Mm -hmm. what did you think?
1: So, because I went in completely cold, my interpretation, before I get get any deeper, like, I walk walk in and I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. He's this kid at college. He's kind of awkward. And then there's this, like, sort of... I'm trying to decipher, like, is it a sexual attraction? Is it, like, a... Mm -hmm like, just attraction to, like, he's the cool guy. Like, I'm trying to figure out what the movie is trying to tell me about these characters. And I didn't even know what the hell the title meant either. <laughs> like, at some point, I'm like, oh, is someone, is is, is a salt burn a thing? Like, is someone, like... I didn't you know, either. Us, yeah, I didn't know where this was going. And then I think what caught me, too, is early on, there's that other kid at Oxford that the, the, the main character, Oliver, he, like... It sort of befriends him rather than all oh, the math befriending kid. Him. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, is something gonna happen there?" Because like clearly that, that me guy, too. Like, yeah, I, I didn't know there what was happening. And then we, and then eventually we leave Oxford and go off to Saltburn, right? The Saltburn Manor Mansion, whatever it's called. And then it was just I wasn't sure if the movie was gonna go dark or if it was gonna like I didn't know I didn't know what the movie was making itself out to be. Which was a super fun ride because- Yeah, absolutely. Especially if, you, if you're if you going in and not knowing what to expect, it's, it's a, I don't know, I felt like it was a, I, I felt like I probably wouldn't have enjoyed it as much if I knew what to expect. If I was just sitting there waiting for the story to unravel or this thing to happen or that thing to happen. So I'm glad I went in the way I did because I don't know if the movie would be as enjoyable as it is if it weren't for that. That makes I agree.
0: Sense. I'm glad I was so wrong. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad I was completely yeah. wrong. And I, I will say, just the the plot of this movie is essentially in the fall of 2006. A scholarship kid named Oliver Quick struggles to fit in at Oxford, and uh, he befriends a rich kid, Felix Caton. Caton, Ken. I forget how they pronounce yeah. it, but so he's super fucking rich, and there's some royalty there. Is there? they don't say what it is, but like. He's like dead relative. There's George V.
1: Yeah, it's it's never explained where their wealth comes from, right? It, it's it's never like explicitly explained yeah. where this family gets their wealth. Am, am I wrong in that? Or
0: I remember there's a scene where someone says like, "Must be nice to have all the money and the title." Okay. So I'm assuming that probably comes along with whatever the situation yeah. is, but. You know, Oliver becomes friends with him and tells him that his family's drug addicts is both his parents are dealing drugs and they're addicts. And, you know, Felix feels bad for Oliver and invites him to spend the summer at his family's country house. But there's like, to your point, the kid in the beginning.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't. There's just so much to talk about with this movie. <laughs> but like that kid, I kind of have a feeling you get the idea that Felix, played by Jacob Elordi, has a new summer project, like a new kid that he brings home every summer because the family constantly says like, oh, I like you better than last year's summer yeah, yeah, kid yeah. or whatever. I have a feeling the psychomath kid mm-hmm. was last, last year's project? kid or the, the year before because he does say to him, just so you know, he's going to get tired of you and he's going to yeah. move on. So oh, I have yeah. a feeling they don't explore that a lot, but I have yeah. a feeling that that kind of has something to do with it. And what an exploration of! So the person that directed this played. Did you know this? She played Midge, mm-hmm. the pregnant yes, Barbie. I, okay, yeah. okay, thank you
1: TikTok. I know that. Yeah. Name,
0: yeah. So her name is Emerald Fennel, and she played Midge, the pregnant Barbie, which kind of ties back to the fact that Margot Robbie, who Directed and helped produce the Barbie movie and started in the Barbie movie. She made Fennel's two movies. Mm-hmm. She for under her production company. So yes. this movie she did Saltburn and she also did promising young woman. Yes. So both made by Margot Robbie's production company. So there's a tie in to that. Yeah. But there is a. Uh, I don't know. This movie is dark. I don't. Mm-hmm. Wikipedia says it's a black comedy, psychological thriller. I'll yeah. I saw psychological th- thriller comedy. Yeah.
1: I saw that too, that this was, that this was tagged as a black comedy and I love black, like dark Same. black comedies. This, I didn't, I don't know where the comedy comes from in this. If anything, like the only reason I can sort of see it vaguely tagged as that is because the concept of like, how rich this family is. And they're like living to excess and just like they're bloated kind of fat pigs kind of thing. Yeah. Like that concept is sort of played up to such like a, you know, almost to a parody that that's the only thing I can sort of see in here. But other than, other than that, I, this is not, I, I don't understand how this is categorized as a dark comedy. It is not. It's, to your point, yeah, it's like a psychological thriller. Psychological thriller. thriller.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So just to talk a little bit about the cast. So we've got Barry Keegan, who plays Oliver, who essentially yeah. is, you don't think is going to be the main character. You're like, oh, he's the main character. And all of a sudden you think, okay, this is going to be the story of Felix. Where does Oliver fall into it? You kind of realize that it's, it's Oliver's story featuring Felix, uh, mm-hmm. played by Jacob Elordi. Rosamund Pike plays the hot mom. Yeah. Uh, Richard E. Grant, he plays the dad. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Allison Oliver, who plays uh, the sister. Yeah. And Archie Matawake. I hope mm-hmm. I'm saying that right. Meta Farley. Who plays Farley. Yeah. And who's like the cousin of the family whose mom left the the UK and went to the US and has now squandered all of her money. And now he's kind of like a charity case riding the family's coattails. But there is a huge, and I don't know if you know this, there's a massive Mm -hmm. Greek mythology undertone to this whole thing.
1: No, you're not. Someone else mentioned to me, I mentioned I saw the movie and then a, a friend of mine mentioned, it's like, oh yeah, there's like so many like it's one of those movies where if you go back and watch it again there's like all these like little yeah like symbolisms and and things that you might catch on the second watch you might not pick up on the first. You
0: know that I was obsessed with that the whole movie.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that was my
0: thing. <laughs> so it's essentially the story of uh it's a story about hubris which is an adaptation of Greek the Greek mythology about the minotaur who is Oliver who's created for punishment for the Greek god Crete who is Super ungrateful. Yeah. And the Minotaur, played by Oliver, played for Oliver by Barry Keegan, is essentially the Minotaur that comes to threaten this family. Yeah. Felix is played uh, as kind of like the Icarus character, who was the son of the architect that created the labyrinth that embodies the Minotaur story. And it's funny enough that is the whole maze in the center. Huh. That's the labyrinth from Greek mythology. Like there's a, there's yeah. so much to it, but essentially that even the Minotaur is like shown throughout the whole movie and in the maze when Barry Keegan's like standing there with Jacob Elordi and like, you know, they're yeah. essentially kills him. You know, he poisons yeah. him with the liquor bottle. He statue behind him that's a Minotaur is the same body as Barry Keegan so that people would be like, oh, OK, I get it. I get it. And the Minotaur that he's based off of, essentially, he was summoned to create chaos and destruction for the family and pick off the family one by one because they were so disgusting with their display of wealth and how they spent their money and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And also, I saw a TikTok today about how they compare it to The Shining. How the labyrinth is also like huh. the story of a man's like delving into his madness. Just like in The Shining, I forgot about the scene where he's got the maze on the table yeah. in front of him and he like goes more mad and more mad. Same thing. And essentially, the Minotaur becomes both the monster and the victim because he gets stuck inside the labyrinth forever. Hmm. Essentially, what Oliver does, he's stuck in Saltburn forever. Yeah. And Icarus, the son, essentially Felix, Flies too close to the sun, despite his parents' warnings, and he dies. And he escapes a tower that he was put in, looking over the labyrinth that he can never escape by growing his own wings. So he flies too close to the sun. He dies, mm-hmm. and obviously, so does Felix wearing wings. Yeah. While Oliver is dressed like a Minotaur <gasps> for his birthday party.
1: Wow. Also, I did. I mean, I, I'll give him this. I mean. Oliver looked great in his uh in his party outfit. He sure there. did yeah. with
0: his little no shirt and white yeah, jacket. That's
1: was kind of cool. That was my biggest takeaway.
0: <laughs> uh, exactly. <laughs> I I do want to say, though, there's a couple things, because this is supposed to be based on 2006 Oxford, England. They're at Oxford. And, you know, essentially Barry Keegan's playing the, what would you say, the scholarship kid? Yeah. And Jacob Balorty is like the rich kid. Again, yeah. giving very much cruel intentions, right? Yeah. Like trying to get into the cool kid. Did you expect Barry
1: Keegan's penis as much as you saw it? I I only expected it because Okay. That's that's essentially what I was warned about. Okay. All I was
0: uh, uh, this was like, good for him cuz he did didn't seem to have a care in the world. But if he told me I had to do a dancing scene in a mansion, Mhm snorting blow and just flopping my dick around don't yeah. know i would have signed up for it flaccid dick, might i say flaccid
1: i mean he has he has, he has nothing to be ashamed of nothing. Flaccid, good no, for him he sure doesn't and and i think that was oh i mean that was all i heard was there was a bathtub scene which we'll get to yes we will all i all i heard was quote unquote like the bathtub scene that's all i knew. Okay. And because I also heard that you would that his penis is is out, I'm like, okay, cool. So it's like a scene of him in the bathtub with his with his dick out. Like that's what I was fully expecting, not expecting what we got. But um, no, but no, good for him.
0: I mean, good yeah, I said, Remember the scene where they're like in the field in the beginning when he first gets a salt burn yes. and everyone's like, no clothes in the field or whatever the hell they yeah. say, and he takes it off and fairly the cousin is like, good for you. Yeah. Good for you.
1: The only time, the only time Farley actually gives yeah. some credit. Yeah, that was the thing about this movie too. Is like, you know, like, I'll, I, I feel like it's because of scenes like that that everyone's talking about the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, if you remove those scenes, it's still a crazy thriller. Agreed. But I think it elevates it. It's one of those things where it's like, or you know, I think it's fair to always like look at stuff like that in a movie and be like, all right, is this add to the plot kind of thing or is it just here for the value of like what it's and I was like no no I mean I get it I don't have to like it I don't think it's I don't you know I'm like it doesn't it, it's not my kink as I've said but yeah. like at the same time too I'm yeah. like you know I totally get it like also I fully thought that him having sex with dirt uh was the scene everyone was talking about completely was like, okay.
0: improvised by the way really that entire scene was completely improvised uh <laughs> Love it, love it.
1: I love just to
0: lay there and be like, you know what? I'm gonna do. I'm gonna. Hey Barry, I'm gonna Barry, fuck this dirt.
1: Don't do that. Put it back. Put
0: it, Deary, put it away. Just put it away, Barry.
1: <laughs> everyone's everyone's looking over at uh at the director Emerald and be like, why is she not cutting?
0: Why, why is was she allowing this? But I will say that it does explore like how psychologically unwell. He was, and I will say, by yeah. the end of the movie, all I could think of is his lovely, normal parents, yeah, just wondering where the fuck their kid is, <laughs> and he's just out here drinking cum water and fucking yeah. mounds of dead
1: dirt. Yeah. Wait, can I ask a question? It, yeah. All right. Go ahead. This is going to jump to the end to back to the beginning and 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 then some. But, but I here's my. I
0: think this movie is the whole thing is jumping around, so you're
1: fine. I don't know if if this was ever answered. So I understand. And obviously, I mean, we're way beyond spoilers, but like, I understand he is, he planned this, right? He planned the the meet cute with, with yes. Felix.
0: Yeah. Is he it put ever the, explained the thing in his tire?
1: Yeah. Is it ever explained why? Like, is it ever explained why he targeted yes. Felix?
0: Yes. Okay. Ready. So okay. Venetia says in the scene in the bathtub. Yeah. Right. So she's in the bathtub. Yeah. And she's like, you're not a leech you're not like a you know you're not sucking us dry yeah. you're a moth and you're drawn to shiny and pretty things but you have to poke holes in those things to consume them whole like you poke holes in everything until you can consume them and that's what you did with my family you poked holes in my family and then you consume them whole so then it kind of like flashes back at the end of the movie to felix doing all these things and so he arrives to oxford first day what's the first thing he sees jacob alorty with his little eyebrow ring felix
2: mm-hmm. yeah
0: standing there with all of his rich friends and like nobody's talking to him nobody's acknowledging him okay and essentially saying like you're like a moth mm-hmm. you want the shiny and pretty thing so he's like obsessed with with getting the things that he cannot achieve and he becomes so obsessed and enamored with them that Mm -hmm. he figures out how can I not only get them, but like break them down to nothing. Hmm. And he sees that first day as soon as he walks in, that's what he sees is Felix standing there. Okay. That big group around him. Yeah. So he's like, that's what I want that. I want to be that guy. Okay. And I think that, he essentially sets up the meet cute and then realizes like, oh, not only can I be that guy, but like I can ingrain myself into that into his life.
1: Yeah. OK. I didn't expect that. Like, no, I don't think anybody. did. Well, because the thing is, I think the thing, too, is like it's so like he sets everything up so well and so meticulously that to just take a step back and be like, oh, it's just because he saw him on the first day of. Oxford. Yeah. And there has to be more to it.
0: So there's there's the the scene where he's his first breakfast at Mm -hmm. Saltburn and he's sitting there and says something and he says no that was Byron and it shows you like he says it immediately and it shows you how like obsessed he is with Lord Byron who essentially was fucking his sister Lord Byron's a real poet from the 19th century. He's like fucking his sister and was obsessed with gaining fame and power and like Pushing himself into the circle of the people that respected him brings you back to that first scene where he's in the office getting tutored and he's read the whole reading list Uh and he's reciting the poems from Lord Byron. And Fairy Lily's like, What the fuck are you talking about? And so it shows you that he's like truly obsessed with Lord Byron because he knows so much about him. And it's essentially what Lord Byron was doing. He's like, picking apart people, trying to ingrain himself into the high society because he didn't have that. But I kind of like the way that you think that he's this like down and out kid so that you have so much empathy for him. Yeah. Before you find out that he is like, no, yeah. you're upper middle class, bro.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing too, is like your, I think when everything unravels, right. When, when, when his lie about yeah. his family unravels, you're still kind of rooting for him. Like, or maybe I was, I don't know. Like, I don't know how to feel anymore. I, yeah, I, I'm still like, oh man, I'm not like, oh wow, this guy is crazy. I feel bad. It's unraveling. Like I, like you're almost assuming like, oh, he he, lied and he is a little crazy. Like the, obviously he went, you know, he's like pretending his dad died, all this other st- stuff. Maybe rooting for him is the wrong word, but you're- I don't
0: know. I found myself rooting for him a lot.
1: Well, I was going to say, too, I think it's because the Felix and his family are so, again, they're just so gluttonous with everything. Yeah. You're not rooting absolutely. for them. So regardless of whether or not Oliver lied and and created this entire fabrication for empathy, you're still like, oh, yeah, but give the guy a break. Like, he's just he just wants to be friends. Yeah. At that, I, I don't think it's even clear at that point that he's doing this out of like. Maliciously, like you're still thinking, like, oh, he's just doing this because he wants to be friends with this guy for whatever reason. And 100%. And I think you're, you're still assuming, I don't know, was your assumption in the beginning that it was strictly out of like, what did you have an assumption for what his fascination with him was? Like, was it romantic or sexual or just so- something else completely?
0: Definitely felt sexual, but it was. M- I also thought it was kind of like any sexual attraction he had to him was his, his obsession of wanting to become him. Yeah. Like the way that the girl that, you know, uh, Felix slash Jacob Alordi is hanging out with goes to look for Felix that night. And Felix is now blown off Oliver and Oliver's walking back to his room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's like, oh, sorry, he's at the bar. And she's like, oh, he didn't tell me. Yeah. And she's like, do you have alcohol? And he's like, fully going to take advantage of the fact that like this girl wanted him and now I can have her.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know. Well, they were taking
1: advantage of each other at that point.
0: Absolutely. As yeah. I would. Yeah. You have alcohol? <laughs> yeah. Let's do this.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't know what, I mean, when he, well, if we fast forward to, uh, I think this was the first like what the fuck scene was the 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 scene with him and uh Venetia or did that come after the bathtub scene? Uh, I can't remember. I remember. Or, yeah. Okay. Well we'll just so with uh Alice and Oliver with uh Venetia, uh Felix's sister, there's that scene where
0: What's the scene, Tom?
1: Uh, I mean, I'll do I don't it for know. You. Go ahead, so, yeah, please.
0: So she's <laughs> sitting below his bedroom. Knowing that he can see her and she's wearing like a see-through nightgown. Yeah. And so he goes down and he he sure does. Goes downtown, gets his red wings, if you know what I'm saying. She's on her period. She's like, it's not the the right time of month. And he's like, I don't give a shit. Red wing. And he's like finger blasting her and then painting her like some warrior princess with (laughs) her own period blood, which I would vomit in your mouth. And... Then goes down on her, and then you see the scene where he's like in the water washing that off his face.
1: There well, my eyes were still closed at that point, so maybe I yeah.
0: Don't that. blame you. So she, there is a, a a part to it. Like he becomes, and this is something very interesting that I saw. Uh, there was a podcast by this girl Coco Maco. She's like known for predicting trends, okay. But she says every single time he looks in the mirror, we get a different version of him. And like the first time he looks in the mirror is like in his dorm room after you see that. He's like vommed all over mm-hmm. the mirror. That was so fun Oh, yeah, us. yeah. And then his mom calls. And then like he's a different person. And then every single time he looks in the mirror in Saltburn Manor, he becomes a different person. It's like he looks himself in the mirror. He's like, all right, now time to become this person. So he looks himself in the mirror, goes down. And now he's like this he's like using saltburn Manor to like fuel his fire. And he's like, all of a sudden now he's making demands and he's like, you're not going to throw up your food tomorrow. Yeah. And she's like, Nope, I'm not. And I'm like, who? What?
1: Like, I thought that was like just them being kinky and them just like having this like dominant role play thing.
0: But then he does that with fairly as well. Yeah. He like climbs on top of Fairly and is like, "Let me give you a little HJ, Fairly. You're not gonna be a dick anymore, right?" Yeah. And he's like, "Yep." And then the next day, he writes that email, essentially coming from Fairley's email, saying, "Hey."
1: It wasn't even the next day. There, the, in the flashback scene, uh, is it Fairly or Farley? I thought it was Farley, but uh, I think you're right. I think it is Farley. But he's just passed out after. after his little after his little hand job, while Oliver. What sits a waste there of and, effort, and, right? <laughs> after Oliver just like sits there and like like takes his phone and, and sends the email to yeah. uh, Sotheby's to Chris but, Sotheby's that's
0: what it was Sotheby's yeah. about selling Chris the plate like, so the hey, uh,
1: Sotheby's, I got a plate can I uh sell it? like just you know it's one of those things where uh I don't, I don't know man like also I mean that that part there I couldn't pick up on what like because I think in any in any scene right like let me take a step back. What I was trying okay. to get at is I, you try to figure out like if someone pulls a gun on someone, right? Not in this movie, but like like someone pulls a gun on someone and points it at them. Like what's the reaction? What's like the, what's a viable reaction to that situation, right? Is someone going to kind of fight or flight kind of thing? I didn't know what to think when he goes in there and grabs Farley's dick under okay, the see,
0: sheets. See, I did because I'm like, Oh, I see what he's doing. He recognizes the fact that Farley is is a a, like same person, different font. You know what I mean? Like we're both social climbers and I know that you're a social climber. You're catching on to me. Okay, You're the only person in this house that knows what I'm fucking doing right now. Yeah. So I'm going to put you in a very vulnerable position and say you're not going to do this anymore. Right. And if you notice. He's the only person in this whole fucking movie who doesn't die. I wonder if we get a sequel out of that.
1: Oh, I, you know, do we need a sequel? I don't know. Well, I don't know. well, on that, on that note, I will say, I, speaking of like, cause uh, you know, if you're talking about sequels, it's like, oh, what did we not get? What, what, what did we not get answered? There is a giant gap of time, right? Cause like this, he goes to Oxford fall of 2006. Then it's on, what break is it? Is it the summer? Following? Summer break. Yeah. Summer. summer break. Okay. So now we're in 2007. So now it's summer 2007 is when everything transpires during the movie. And then the end of the movie picks up in 2022. And so what was Oliver, who is like clearly an insane person, doing between 2007 well, and 2022?
0: he got that fat check.
1: Yeah. And how fat was it? I mean, clearly he it was living fun. had to be fat,
0: you know? Yeah. But then you see him writing the email about the flat. I think he bought that flat to rent it to her what
2: oh, yeah one that. of the
0: flashback scenes is him writing an email uh-huh. about the flat that she says she's rented or Why bought she...
1: she's yeah. like oh i
0: just bought still a flat and i think that he like got her there with that
1: flat but how did he how that's oh now i'm lost further I now don't I understand know, but, why people are like, watch it twice, but I'm like, I don't know. I don't, yeah, I, so, I can't, it's a long time. So road. he got her
0: there to buy that flat, like, waited in that coffee shop essentially for her to show up
2: mm-hmm.
0: and just continued on because I think his end game was always Saltburn. Like, I don't think he gave a, sh- gave a shit about the people. Yeah. Once he saw Saltburn. Like, his obsession was Felix and then he got Saltburn. He's like, no, my obsession is this house. Like, yeah. I want this house for my own. And one of the cool things on that podcast uh, that I heard, she was saying how there's, you know, that weird lunch scene where like, Felix has just died and now we're all going to eat fucking pie.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: What? And Elspeth, the mom, she chokes on her food, which is essentially foreshadowing how she dies. She loses her airway. Okay. He takes her oxygen off. Yeah. Venetia spills her red wine that she's fucking chugging huh. yeah. all over herself, covered in okay. blood, and she slits her wrist and dies in the bathroom. Yeah. So, and then, you know, poor Farley's the only one who reacts like a normal fucking human in that scene. He was like, are we just gonna eat yeah. pie when he's, like, fucking dead? Yeah. And everyone's like, yeah.
1: We're they're trying to close pie. the shades because yeah. they're gonna walk by with the body. Uh, and that was
0: another thing that I saw that the... Uh, the undertone of the color red is just like so prominent throughout the movie. There's a scene where Jacob Elordi's in his dorm room and he's like laying down on the red carpet and Oliver walks in and if you see the scene, I I looked at the screen grab, Oliver looks like he's the shadow of Felix. Because Felix is laying on the red carpet because there's like the two windows behind them. Essentially showing like how he's going to die. Yeah, And then, um, they go to shut the curtains and the Mm. curtains are red that they shut for that. And then also the birthday scene where they're singing happy birthday to him, to Oliver. And then you hear someone say like, Oh shit, I forgot his name. I don't even remember what his name is. So these people at his birthday party don't even remember what his name is. And their room is tinted red, essentially saying like, these are the different areas of like hell for these people. Yeah. And uh, you know, like so much symbolism in movies like this where you're like watching, I'm like, okay, yeah, I get it. But like, I'm not picking up on that unless TikTok tells me.
1: I throw out something that that's been uh the, the part of the movie that I picked up on a lot that yes. um or I mean more people have talked about on social media. Maybe that's a better way of saying it. The soundtrack? Oh, it's so good. So, just for context, you know I'm like I have a I have a hand in the in the dance music industry, or At least I used to. A hand is just my, my you know, I I like dance music. I always have, you know, and and in the Same. US dance music has never been as big as it is in, in Europe and especially like in the UK. And so there is Murder on the Dance Floor, which which was oh, in this that film. Scene. And that pop scene that- and that song are just yeah. pinnacle. I mean, it's a great song for that scene, too. It's just of like it has that, you know, but like there's other songs out of this that like I'm getting angrier and angrier that like I see pop up on I'm not the only one. I see pop up on TikTok, and everyone's like, "Oh, this the song from Saltburn." I'm like, "Are you like, what's like that?" No, it's not the song from well, Saltburn.
0: This was very intentional. So Emerald Fennel, because this is a 2006 based movie. Yeah. She tried to make this as 2006 as possible without it like throwing in your face. So uh, he's where he's reading Harry Potter by the pool. Yeah. Like, it, it's like super mainstream. It's like very popular. So he's reading it by the pool. And then he, there's also that scene where he's like, Do you think Ron, Hermione, and Harry had a threesome? Yeah. And they're like, I fucking hope they did. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Uh, Felix is wearing a Live Strong bracelet. Yeah. When they do karaoke, there's like, you know, they're listening to Flow Rida and, you know, like.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: All this stuff. So she wanted Arctic Monkeys to be the main song, like that, the Murder on the Dance Floor song. She yeah. wanted to license an Arctic Monkeys song. But Gen Z has like caught on to Arctic Monkeys uh. and repopularized them. And she's like, I feel like that would take everybody out of the 2006. Vibe yeah. Because it's so popular now. So that's why she started she made the soundtrack as accurate to 2006 as she could and I'm with you because it's so fucking annoying when people are like oh this new song from Salt Burn. Yeah. I was like new
2: song.
1: <laughs> new it, song. And, and to be clear by the way it's not even just Murder on the Dance Floor. Right. It's no. It's MGMT and Tom Craft and uh, uh, Lady Tron like the, Block Party. There's that, that one scene where like I was like There's a lot of music in here that I like from the like late, you know, 2007 was like really into and then knew about it, but it wasn't popular. It wasn't popular in the U.S. as much like it was either alternative music or like dance music. Anyway, to see this stuff pop up, I'm like, oh, great. It's getting its moment. But like also annoyed that all the kids are calling it salt burn music. I'm like, like, how do you not know? No. And you know,
0: I was bartending at that time, club bartending and Bottle Girl and Shot Girl. Yeah. And it was just like, no, that music made my tips.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> that was my tip music. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I will say is we haven't talked about the bathtub scene.
1: Yeah. Uh, you, okay. you want to do it now?
0: Sure. So for me, because I read a lot of smut, Yeah. A little, I, I read some dirty literature, as does your wife. Yeah. So this like not shocking to me. Like this movie is like PG 13 to me. Yeah. But there is I just really want to applaud Barry Keegan for <laughs> that scene. Yeah. Like no universe. Mm-hmm. I love my fiance mm-hmm. so much. Yep. I am You know, I'm just going to say spitters or quitters. So there's not like I'm aware of the situation here. There is no universe that I'm jumping in the bathtub (laughs) after him to slurp the rusty ass fucking bath drain.
1: Yeah, I was I was going to say
0: he like tongue uh,
1: fucks it. Hot take. It's not what's in the water that's gross to me almost it's it's almost the fact, like oh not the bathtub like the bathtub is <laughs> grosser than the context. to me i just like, i don't know i'm
0: not <laughs> it's like going in any hot tub at a resort yeah. and just slurping the water like i don't care it's salt burn too i you know i honestly <laughs> thought that that's where the name came from the salt burn name yeah was from the bathtub scene cuz i yeah, knew yeah, about yeah. the bathtub yeah. scene i was like oh okay it's cuz he drinks it the semen water. I was wrong. Yeah. Uh, But he just is like finger or tongue fucking the drain. And I'm like, that is they live in like a two thousand year old mansion (laughs) that has got to have some. I don't know. Rust issues.
1: It's going to have some tetanus from that
0: something. Yeah. That is kind of where I was like. Yeah.
1: I mean, and I'm not trying to get too deep here, but. Yeah. To me, it, like, cause you know, I, I'm an open-minded person. Fine with whatever you want to do. That's all fine. The me too. Mo- I'll never part, yuck your
0: yum. I'm not yucking yeah, anyone's yum.
1: The, the fun, the, the most, the grossest part about it was the fact that it was the bathtub. Wa- and there's like, I don't know. I, and it makes me question too, like, what is the line that I'm like, Oh, okay. Well it's, the, it's the fact that it's included in bathtub water. And like after he soaked in it and it's dirty and gross.
0: I would rather I have just been the main product. <laughs> like the bathtub water is like there's dead skin cells, you know, there's the lint between your toes. There's like, really? there's just this argument doesn't make any sense, right? Toilet like, you paper like, stuck in between your butt cheeks. Like, uh, I, okay, I understand yeah. what you're saying, yeah, but there,
1: <laughs> <sighs> I know, I this is yeah. this is this is, I maybe, maybe this is also why it's not even, uh, it's not something to dissect too hard. Because you I'm start getting to. into, okay, I'm going
0: yeah, to, and also I will say I I've seen plenty of girls and men, men and women, yeah, who sell their bathwater on yeah. the internet.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, that's that's a that's a that's corner a corner of the internet. Yeah,
0: so I get it.
1: Yeah, so are people doing that? Are people like buying it on the internet and then like sipping it? Like, what are they? Like, Someone's got to uh, be doing it for it to have made it this far <laughs> into the films. I'm, I am so sorry to our staff that has to edit this episode and dissect it and, and force, you know, forcibly listen to this. Well, I'm so sorry. Katie. We
0: didn't write the movie, you I know, know. the movie we it. write, we're not drinking bath well, water.
1: Well, for what it's worth, I had a conversation with Katie at, uh, Katie's our editor at the office and sort of warned her that we might be talking about this movie. Okay. Um, I don't, she hasn't seen it. Having and I don't met think-
0: Katie and <laughs> spent, spent a lovely afternoon with her. Uh, it's not worse than. Hopefully, someday you guys will hear about Katie's bed bug situation that she went through. So I don't yeah. think this is worse than that. I think she's gonna be okay. like, "This is fine. This okay. is fine." Well,
1: that's fair. I mean, I don't know if that's fair, but uh, I don't know. For, okay, either. but okay, because it's
0: not good. I'll say that, and I I will also yeah. say back to the 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 shock mm-hmm. from these scenes. Yeah, is like you know, like they keep flashing back to Barry Keegan slash Oliver, who's like, I wasn't in love with him. I loved yes. him. But I wasn't yeah. in love with him.
1: I, I was also a, trying to figure out in I those I love a lot of people. Well, that was the thing. I was trying to uh, originally, when I was like sitting watching that, I'm like, are we at a, like, is he in a police station? Like, who is he talking to? That's what I thought. Yeah, I thought I, he I, was
0: like pleading guilty to the murders. Yeah, But clearly, he's talking to Rosalind Pike's Yeah. In a coma body. Yeah. (laughs) And like, how did he get her to convince her to leave him the estate? You have that scene where he's like looking in on them, signing the papers. She's clearly Hmm. signing the estate over to him, but like, how do we get
1: there? Also. How much time went by? That's the thing we don't really know because it, it picks up 2022 But we don't know how long he was with her before he uh, uh, theoretically probably poisoned her. He did, right? I mean, he admits to poisoning her, right?
0: Yeah. And I think that this all kind of was like not fueled by, but like he kind of saw how they all treated Pamela, right? So he comes in, Pamela is the entertainment. And from what I've seen, if we're following that Greek mythology, you know, she's like the jester. She's there to entertain the flame family. They even give her this like clown makeup. Like she's there just for straight entertainment. And when she's no longer useful to entertain them, they just kind of like throw her out on her ass.
1: Yeah. That's Carrie Mulligan, by the way, because I don't know if we, we mentioned.
0: Yes. Yes. But. And so she then you have that scene where Oliver and the mom are sitting mm-hmm. there and he's like. Well, yeah, but, you know, that's assuming all of her stories are true because she really was like leaning in on them, essentially tattling on himself, you know, like trying to deflect from himself. But then so fly by night, you have the mom being like, Oh, I don't want to go to London. I know. I can't believe I have to go like, why do you have to go to London? Oh, for Pamela's funeral. She's always all about the attention. He's clearly seeing how quickly they throw people away. And he's like, um, you motherfuckers are going to die.
1: Yeah. I was shocked by that too. And I fully expected us to get a follow up scene, which we never actually did. No. But I, I fully expected us to get so they like randomly she's there. Then they sort of force her out and like you know, you need to you 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 know you what
0: they do to Oliver, you know, he pays yeah. her off to leave.
1: And then she disappears and all of a sudden, like, you know, it's I mean, what it's like two weeks later, not even. Yeah. And she's, you know, she died. She has a funeral. <laughs> so Chiaudy. Yeah, so, I, I yeah, that's, I did not expect that, but, you know, uh, there we go.
0: Well, the sister, we haven't really talked about Venetia a lot, played by Allison Oliver. I saw that they made her roots, like her hair is so fucked. Like, for a very rich woman, like, her blonde is fucked. Like, her roots are awful. She has lots of damage. And it's essentially showing that she's, like, kind of like a fuck you to the establishment. Like, she doesn't want to be part of the rich and famous. Yeah. And you hear from the mom that she's, like, clearly got an eating disorder. Yeah. Sexually, she's a masochist. Like, she just, like, loves men beneath her, which, good for you, girl. (laughs) But Emerald Fennel said that she created this movie to essentially show how obsessed the UK is with wealth and power like yeah truly enamored they are especially like the richer areas because she grew up rich
2: yeah i don't up really real rich huh
0: real rich her dad is like a famous jeweler in the uk is called like the king of bling okay so she grew up filthy rich yeah so like this is the world she grew up in and yeah. essentially saying like i grew up in this world and it is toxic as fuck
1: well, it, it goes along with like the other stuff like, uh, you know, I mean, we just got out of succession last year, you know, where it's like oh, yeah. rich people being, you know, disconnected from the rest of society kind of mentality, which, you know, it's it's fair. But that's, that's the other reason why, too, it's like Oliver. Yeah, OK, he's insane. But these do these people kind of deserve it? Like, you know, I mean, maybe not to that extent, but they deserve it. they deserve no. a, 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 their comeuppance
0: and also like i did feel really bad for felix like he was doing something so nice by taking his friend on his birthday to see his
1: mom yeah i was gonna say too that like okay maybe he is his plaything or you know like whatever the other guy says to him but at the same time too it's like yeah at some point also like rich guy or not like he invited him he cared about him he invited him up to his house his family for the summer just because you know he didn't have anything else or you know at least said that so manipulation great but also at the same time too you know I'm I'm more shocked how easy it was for him to manipulate him into becoming his like best friend
0: yeah agreed and also I don't know if you knew this time for fun facts but oh yeah Timothy Chalamet was almost Oliver and I can kind of see it
1: I could you know what's funny? I could have seen Timothy Chalamet as Felix.
0: Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. More same, than same, same, more same. than
1: Oliver. Dude who plays Oliver does it really well where he is um uh, Barry uh is it Keegan? Is that how you pronounce the name? I think it's Barry Keegan. He I he has like his it's really funny, like his face like just can play either side, I guess. Yeah. Like Whereas I feel like Timothy Chalamet has like that pretty boy, like, you know, it it fits Felix a lot better than I think uh, Oliver. That's my my take. But I didn't know that.
0: One of my favorite fun facts is Rosamund Pike actually lived in the Saltburn house while they were filming. She lives there. Lucky her. Little fucking bitch. (laughs) Um, uh, uh, So. Barry Keegan, when he was offered this role, he said he was going to approach it by playing five different characters and uh-huh. he labeled each scene with different Olivers. So there's like Oliver 1, Oliver 2, Oliver 3, yeah. 3 Oliver 4, and Oliver oh, wow. 5. And then he had five, which we love most in notebooks. He had five different notebooks that he detailed each version of the Olivers. Jesus. And isn't that so fucking weird? But the house that they actually filmed in is the Drayton mm-hmm. house in Kettering in the UK and it was built around thirteen hundred. Hmm.
1: Thirteen hundred. Jesus, we don't we don't have old things like that here. No, <laughs> uh, for reasons, obviously. Also, can I point out something? Do you, do you know how old Roseman Pike is? I don't know. She hasn't aged since nineteen ninety nine, so I have I no know, idea. But she's only like either like forty four or forty five. She was born in seventy nine. So, but she's like he's playing this like mother to like you know two twenty somethings or whatever, and yeah, you know. I don't know. She's, she's too young to be playing, you know, old, uh, matriarch. And I, I don't know if that's even the right word here, but
0: I agree. Um, and you know, something that drove me nuts too, mm-hmm. talking about like just the characters, I fucking hated the eyebrow piercing on Jacob Elordi. <laughs> and apparently Emerald Fennel, the director, she like fought tooth and mm-hmm. nail for him to have the eyebrow piercing. Cause it was like super popular in the UK, yeah. and like men's clubs and stuff yeah. in 2007. And I fucking hated it. I hated yeah. it. I hated it. But I totally get it.
1: I mean, it fits. It fits the time period and the character. I think I'll take. I mean, I think.
0: And um, to your point about the soundtrack, mm-hmm. they said ninety percent, not ninety percent, mm-hmm. but they say like the majority percent, and then in quotations, perhaps ninety of the licensed film soundtrack budget was spent on Mr. Brightside by the killers, which they sing for yeah. less than two seconds. I know in the fucking it's car. so quick.
1: And by the way, can I just point out uh, because our sister podcast in sync did an episode about Mr. Brightside in the holiday uh, oh. back in December. Love love. So as soon as that popped up too, I'm like, Oh man, there's that song again. You know, just it. it I mean, it was such a big song. Around that time period that like, yeah, if you're trying to nail down a time period and uh, like, you know, late 2000s, what better song than Mr. Brightside? But yeah, that, that wasn't even like that featured in there.
0: I know. So crazy. And like, this is the one fun fact that I don't really understand what it means, but you will. Yeah. So the whole film is shown in the one point three, three, one aspect ratio, yeah. the old four to three TV aspect ratio. And she said she did that, so it gives the impression that we're all like peeping in on the secret story the way that Oliver was.
1: Can I I'll just mention something too. I'm like as a film nerd, at first I was like, oh, they're trying to be artsy with it. I will say there is something to it where I'm sure that a lot of people were like, Hey, is this broken? <laughs> Do I have like yeah. a bad copy of this or something? But there is something to it because your eyes are kept into that box that you don't time. have, yeah, right. You're not wandering around a scene, you know, when, whenever there's a scene and it's in and its widescreen, it's filling up the the frame. Like you, your eyes can wander or notice something in the background, but like everything is, is so tight that you don't have room to sort of wander in a different direction. So I did appreciate that about it. Uh, oddly enough, it was one of those things where like, I didn't notice it, but I think that's on purpose as like they filmed it. Cause like, I have a hard time watching like some old TV shows that are filmed like in you know old aspect ratio, like uh, I mean, funny enough, this was an argument that the guys behind It's Always Sunny had not that long ago. There was like some speculation yeah. about how how hard they were arguing about it because it was it came up during their podcast. But um, that there were some people who were like, oh, you guys should go back to the old four three format, like the widescreen, like it just doesn't you know for like the type of comedy and everything they're shooting. But anyway, yeah, no, I thought it was. I it took me a minute. My wife noticed it. She's like, why is it just a square? And I was like, oh, it's the clearly they're just trying to go for something like an aspect ratio. But
0: yeah. And you know, what's so crazy is I didn't realize it until you're just saying this. I watched it on Amazon Prime on the TV and then I finished watching it on my phone. Yeah. While I was doing defensive driving, of course, and uh, (laughs) was very high on edibles. And (laughs) normally when you do a screen and screen on your phone, or your iPad you get like a rectangle yeah, yeah yeah this was a square and you couldn't change it
2: yeah, yeah.
0: I just realized that
1: <laughs> can I just out, wait I feel like that's a line from a movie or something where someone's like they they learned how to drive drunk so that uh you know like then they know how to they they then when they learn how they actually drive they know how to drive while drunk and that's how they learned how to drive you took edibles while taking a defensive driving course.
0: I'm not done yet. Cause I'll be okay. honest with you. you. There's like these little tests that you have to take. And I thought you had to pass them. Yeah. And it shows this car. I'm doing the improv comedy one. And it shows this car driving down the street and you have to tap the screen mm-hmm. of what you have to look out for. Your girl couldn't fucking do it. <laughs> I could not get it. I was like pedestrian. And they were like wrong. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? Bus! And they were like, yeah, wrong. yeah. One of my favorite fun facts, by the way, is the uh, um, I found on IMDb and it says when Felix was sitting in the garden eating an ice cream, he was reading Harry Potter, which I did bring Mm -hmm. up. Felix Felicius is actually a potion in Harry Potter, which makes a drinker lucky. And the brewing time needed to make this potion is six months, which is exactly the time that Oliver knew Felix, according to Venetia.
2: Oh,
0: and he was the lucky one. So some Harry Potter shit
1: up in here. Can I also just point out, maybe to, maybe to tie this up, uh, Emerald Fennel, like, what fucking crazy, because she wrote this by herself, right? Yeah, like, there's she also no other promising writing.
0: Promising book. Young Woman, like, this woman.
1: Yeah, but here's the thing. I want to drink with her. Yeah, Promising Young Woman, which I still haven't seen, but I know enough about because of the other podcast, uh, sync doing it. But I will say, like, we're like the storyline for that that I'm, I'm, I do know about. I'm like, okay, you know, it's like a little bit of like revenge, you know, like there's there's something to that. I feel like I I I, I can understand revenge, I guess. This comes from a dark place. Like this very like, dark, you know. So
0: But she was the rich person.
1: I know. And yeah, also, you're right.
0: And also I saw that the um the the last murder on the dance floor scene took mm-hmm. eleven takes. Imagine just flopping your dick around for eleven fucking takes. And it's I, not like you can just walk around. He is flopping that thing.
1: He is flopping. I feel like some of those moves were intentional to flop it a little bit more to like let it swing out, you know, a little bit. Well, obviously,
0: of course. And I just, I also feel like, I don't know. There, you know,
2: I don't know. <laughs> what? What? Were you gonna? Say?
0: I just, I feel like poor. Jacob Elordi, right? Like mm-hmm. he gets this movie. It's it kills it. Yeah. Nobody wants to see Barry Keegan's penis. We all signed up to see Jacob Alordi's
1: penis. All six foot five of him. Yeah. What's up with his height? He's that tall. Yes. That's insane. Yeah.
0: Again, two very not conventionally, conventionally tr- attractive people. Yeah. Have just I I don't know who is styling mm-hmm. Barry Keegan right now for all these award shows, but my god, he is fucking killing it!
1: Yeah, can can I also point out too? I uh, this is a weird one too because I didn't know him at all, right? Like he was completely new to me. In like really, yeah, didn't didn't know who he was or where he came from or anything, and then yeah, when it ends up coming up. That's where I was like, sort of shocked. Where I was like, "Wait, he was the guy? Like, because there's like a scene in a background somewhere in 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 the Batman where like he's the Joker, apparently." You didn't watch the Banshees of Inishirin? No, I never saw him before at
0: all. And I and wait, like, we're talking about his... Barry Keegan or Jacob Elorti? Uh Barry Keegan. Okay, Barry yeah, Keegan. yeah, he yeah. was in the Banshees of and He plays kind of like a um, uh, mentally challenged adult. Yeah. Kind of. Uh he's very very endearing
1: and very sweet. Yeah. No, I didn't I didn't know anything didn't know a single thing about this guy before this movie. So, okay. Well,
2: Yeah. Well,
0: <laughs> well, I also saw a a rumor to wrap this up a little bit that Jacob Alordi may be entering the the comic universe playing somebody soon.
1: Was that the one I just said? No. Oh wait, Jacob Alordi? Jacob Alordi? Jacob yeah. Oh.
0: Okay. It's a person who shall not be named.
1: Okay, All but right.
0: uh, yeah.
1: I mean, I'm naming stuff, but you know, it's 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 a fleeting reference. So, well,
0: this one is one we're not naming.
1: Okay, fair. <laughs> we're enough. not naming this one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're not gonna uh, name it.
1: Yeah, fair. But yeah, also it was he's is is Jacob Elordi the one who was like portray- he was he's not the same guy who like portrayed Elvis, but like the. He took it way too seriously.
0: No, that's the other guy. <laughs> yeah. The blondish one.
1: Okay. Jacob
0: yeah. Elordi plays Elvis in Priscilla, which is from Priscilla's yeah. viewpoint. Okay. And he plays it well from all the clips I've seen on the tick and the tuck. Good for him. Good for him. He sure does. Yeah. So, you know what? I, I will say this about, about this movie. Mm-hmm. I've enjoyed it. I'm glad I watched it. It was yeah. very, uh, it was dark. It was definitely a psychological thriller, which I love. Yeah. Do not consider it a comedy in any way, no. shape or form. <laughs> Sorry, friends. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I, I enjoyed it immensely.
1: Yeah. I, I liked it. I, it was, it was a little long, but it didn't feel long for what it's worth. Like, I know a lot of people have had issues with like the length, but I don't. Not Barry Keegan. I... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I didn't, I didn't, yeah, I was, it was good. I'm glad I saw it. It felt like a ride and that's, I'm not going to
0: watch it again.
1: Yeah. No, me either. I, I, I know there's symbolism in there. I know there's things I missed. I don't have the patience to go back and watch it again. And on top of that too, here's the, I will give it, I will give it a lot of credit. Did you see the twist coming at the end? I knew that he was the one killing them all, but I also love murder
0: and love. Okay this kind of stuff. So I'm like, Oh, it's 100% him.
2: Yeah.
0: But I didn't see them playing it out the way they did. I, you know what I did enjoy about this a lot is I love movies. We've talked about this a lot. We love when things aren't hand fed to us, which they didn't really hand feed a lot to us. A lot of it. We had to kind of put together ourselves, Mm -hmm. but I do really like the fact that they really wrap this up in a bow. Yeah. In like, he, they could have ended the movie with him by her side saying, I really enjoy taking care of you. I'm going to enjoy taking care of this house and not shown us having him admitting to killing everybody yeah. and us putting that together ourselves. Yeah. But I enjoy the fact it didn't feel spoon fed. It didn't feel like they were force feeding it to me. It felt more like, no, let's just see how dark this eat the rich, you know, mentality of his goes and just showing the way that he killed each of them. F- hmm. I would have really enjoyed reading this as a book. I'll tell you that. This yeah. would have been a fantastic book. But I didn't hate it. I didn't, like, I wasn't done with it and being like, oh, God, I do not want, this is going to be a rough episode. Yeah. You know, like, sometimes I watch movies that, like, everybody loves and then we talk about it and we're like,
1: it's okay. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I didn't know anything going in. And so... Obviously, when people start dying, I'm assuming he's it's it's his fault, right? Because I'm, I'm yeah. sort of picking up on that. But and so the like revelations that come about about, you know, how he killed everyone. I'm like, OK, you know, like that that answers that that ties that up. But like how it was all planned from the beginning, that was the part that I never saw. Killing.
0: Yeah, that was bananas. I will say there was a part of me that really thought it was the math kid that killed Felix because he got oh. jealous of Barry Keegan and Felix's relationship and was like, No, you you did me dirty. I was at your house last summer. I'm invited to this birthday party because I'm friends with him and I'm going to mm-hmm. kill him. That's where I yeah. thought that was going. Obviously, yeah. I was wrong. Uh, that can be for salt burn too. Salt kind of burns. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I don't know. I, I, it was enjoyable. I can see why people like it. It doesn't have the best rotten tomatoes in IMDb, which I don't really go off yeah. of a lot of, but it's got 71% yeah. on rotten tomatoes.
1: Well, and here's the thing too. I mean, you mentioned it there, but like, because there was something I said before, right? I was asking the question about like, hey, do you, do we? is it ever explained where the family got their money or anything like that? And it's not, not explicitly, right? And you, like yeah. you said too, like there was like little like breadcrumbs kind of thing to me being spoon fed details that like explain a backstory or something aren't always necessary. So I like the fact that we don't have to know where this family got their money from. Like there's because they're so aloof about certain things like them not fully explaining, you know, uh, for instance, you know, how did Pamela die? We don't know. It's not explained. That's okay. I'm okay with that because, because it's sort of like they're so aloof about, her yeah. dying, they could care less that it's never even explained. Although it seems sort of precarious. Like, did she it just- Seems like a suicide. Yeah. You know, um- Well, she does say, like, it's-, it's it, She's, right? She, like, she'll dramatic do anything or, for
0: attention. Right. Yeah.
1: So it's sort of insinuated, like, oh, she killed herself for the attention. Uh, so I'm okay with stuff like that. I think that's actually sort of, like, helps, like, the lack of spoon-feeding the audience is actually good. But I also- because this is kind of percolated with like such an audience and like younger generation, I can also see how they would be turned off by the lack of information being given to them. And you kind of have to like figure it out or there's a lot of symbolism and things like that. So it's, I don't know, maybe it's a cross section of the audience that's, that's getting this movie, but
0: I also feel like it flew above people's heads. Yeah. You know, like some of this I think is a little like, like, it's 100% eat the rich,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, that kind of thing. The Greek mythology behind it, I'm a huge Greek mythology nerd. Yeah. So I really enjoyed that. But I can see where people are coming into this for the gratuitous sex scenes and the, you know, yeah. wildness and all that kind of stuff and leaving being like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. But I mean, it's like watching any other like A24 movie where you're like yeah. at the end of it, you're like, <laughs>
2: okay. <All> yeah.
1: Right.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: But but all right. So if someone's never seen the movie, well, we, we can maybe this is a good place to, to to wrap it. But like if if someone hasn't seen it yet okay. and they somehow got through this entire podcast listening to us spoil the whole thing, like, would you recommend someone see it?
0: Yeah, I think so. If you enjoy this type of movie, if you like yeah. a psychological thriller where there's twists at the end and it's, you know, yeah, of course, it's 2024. Of course, we're going to see some pain just flopping about in a mansion doing lines of blow. But. I think that it also, for the people that really like to dive into a movie and symbolism and that kind of stuff, I think you would really enjoy this movie. And that's why I think, like you said, there's a gap between the people that are obsessed and the people Mm -hmm. that are like, it was eh.
1: Yeah. uh, Also, thinking about it and thinking about the more you talk about, you know, gratuitous, full frontal male nudity in this movie. I feel like this is one of the rare movies where there's full frontal male nudity without any female nudity. It's about fucking time, Tom. It's about time. It's what the Barbie movie's been pushing for. Like, that's, <laughs> well,
0: that's she's what been, all the... That's what Midge was pushing for. <laughs> Pregnant Barbie.
1: Yeah. So, well, I'm glad we finally got back together. Me too. To talk about, you know, bathtub scenes and... <sighs> I mean, that was the thing, too, is like, I I think I texted you and I was like, because you, you messaged me a while ago when yes. like, you've seen Saltburn? and you're like, everyone's talking about it. And I was like, oh, yeah, all right. And like when whenever it's like quote unquote everyone's talking about it, yeah, it that's not your vibe. Off. I know no. when I say
0: that, I'm like, well, now Tom's not gonna watch it. I just like, have you heard about Saltburn? No one has seen it.
1: But full credit, because I think this is where it came full circle. My wife was like, uh it was like early in the morning too. That was the other thing. It was like breakfast time.
0: Oh my god, and- no, you said we're watching Saltburn. I was like, it's so early in the day to watch someone drink semen bathwater, but okay
1: because she saw enough tiktoks about it she's like we have to just watch this movie and i was I like good glad because uh, uh amanda's been trying to get me to watch it and so we ended up throwing it on and i had to pause it for like a couple hours i got to um i think oliver i mean um felix's death and then had to pause it and then come back and there was still a half hour of movie left so, I, I had got to, take to, an the, bath to or the, uh,
0: the pool scene Where they're all sitting by the pool And he's yeah. like are you mad at me And that's, and I was like oh, yeah.
1: I don't fucking remember Any of this
0: <laughs> So I had to like rewind 30 minutes And, and watch it to the end But um, if
1: you haven't seen it go see it If you listen to this go entire thing I don't know why
0: And it's our, our first uh, 2024 movie And we, we hit it with a new one You know I'm sure we'll throw it back soon But you know we hit it with a newbie
1: I'll be back with old stuff that you've already seen, and you don't have to go watch You don't have to do, do homework, homework for. You watch, yeah. Exactly. Well, happy right, 2024. Well.
0: Happy New Year, everyone. See ya. Bye. Bye.